Voltaire said, doubt is an unpleasant condition, but certainty is absurd. On this episode of Wise Up, business builder badass Jeff Lair and I talk about why. We talk about ambiguity and uncertainty and a way to look at it that might just help you see it through. Enjoy. C-Suite Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina DiGiacomo, and I'm so pleased that my very first guest is Jeff Lair, who is a really dear friend of mine, but also kind of a business genius. Um, He is someone that I've worked with before, and I really appreciate his insights, and he's really smart, and he's got a lot of thoughts to share with us today. Uh, Jeff, say hi to everyone. Hi. Well, it was worth it for me to be here just for that intro. I'm glad this is recorded. I can just play that beginning. You know, every morning, I'm just going to play that for myself. Right? Um, Make it a ringtone. Good morning, Christina. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And, and uh, you know, I, I enjoy your insights in business. And, and I don't think it's any secret that, uh, you know, you are my coach and helping me sort out my what, what I do. So uh, it's a nice symbiotic relationship that we have going on. Well, um, I appreciate you being here today. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, Jeff, do you want to just tell everybody what it is that you're working on right now and what you do? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so my mission is to help entrepreneurs live extraordinary lives by creating businesses that power that life rather than sucking the energy out of it. So what I've discovered is that most business owners work really hard, work really long hours, and, and just aren't getting the rewards that, that they need to get out of it. And the reason is just they, they don't have the, the basis in business to create the business that's working for them. So I help people create the business that works, uh, that works for them. You know, that's great, Jeff, that you're doing that. I, you know, the rise in entrepreneurship in, in this country over the past several years has been exponential. And I think there, there's a lot of people, including myself, who went into business and had a really great idea and just kind of need that help in being good stewards and custodians of our ideas and our businesses. So the work that you're doing yeah. is, is really worthy work. So thank you for being out there. And um, and doing that for people, <laughs> really appreciate it. What this is really about is uh, re- understanding our current situation. You know, the the mm-hmm. what's been happening in light of COVID uh, has been this really incredible fundamental shift in people's beliefs, in the way people work, the way people live, and and how they think of themselves and how they operate in the world. And this conversation is really about, you know, speaking to smart people like you uh, to share your ideas on what this whole situation is teaching you, what you think will change or will need to change. And just even in a personal way, what are you discovering about yourself and the world? So we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, But let's start with the first thing. Let's start with the now. 
So Jeff, mm-hmm. you know, what is this situation in your work uh, teaching you now? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been such a whirlwind couple of weeks. I, I, you know, I can't believe it. I've, I've had the opportunity to work with, with about 50, 60 companies. Uh, over the last few weeks and, and really helping them find uh, financing or figure out what's next. Or, you know, like there's this, there's this urgency that comes out of, out of a crisis like this. And everybody's trying to figure out how to solve that. Um, and, and just by virtue of, of my position at the moment, I've had this great opportunity to, to meet with all of these companies. And, and I, um, and, and what, what I've discovered is that we have, that there are, a couple of different approaches. And, and what's interesting is that we're all facing exactly the same problem. It's exactly the same challenge. Uh, but people are approaching the challenge in a different way. And, and it sort of comes into to two big buckets. You know, there's always two, right? Uh, there, there's, there's the ones who are running away and hiding or, you know, laying everybody off and, and, and throwing their, their arms up and, and just deciding that the world has come to an end and that there's nothing that they, they, that they can do about it, you know, and, and there's this, this stress, this anxiety, this, you know, just get out of it type of a feel. And then there's the people who are figuring it out and they're investing in developing something new. They're investing in creating their websites. They're investing in their people. They're investing in, in creating something. So they'll go out, get these loans, bring their people back for a couple of months and then really, well, okay, what are we going to create now? What's the future going to look like? Um, and, and I feel like it's that second group that's, that's really going to be prepared for the future. You know, that's, they're the ones who, when it's all said and done, when, when, when our current crisis is over, they're going to be in a great position to grow and to deal with their clients. And the first group is, is always going to be playing catch up, you know, because they're, they're, they're just not thinking forward. Um, and what, what I, you know, and I think that this isn't just the case in the crisis. I think that this is demonstrated. You can see this in companies all the time, like the way companies act and the way that they're, that they're, they're tackling the world is either that, I'm I'm just going to let the the economy determine my situation. You know, I'm always going to blame the economy. It's a bad economy, and 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 the people I have they they can't work, and millennials are awful, and and all of that. Or I'm going to work with what's out there, and I'm going to just figure out how to to tackle the future. Right? I, the companies that succeed are the ones who are always trying to figure out how to go forward. We're always building on whatever is there, right? Whatever is there, um, and we we talked a little bit about uncertainty. Do you want me to go on on th- that conversation a little bit, or um, you're muted? I was on mute. Ah, sorry, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was on mute. Just trying to give you the silence that you needed, so you're you know you can talk. <laughs> uh, and also, my neighbors were really loud outside. Welcome to you know Zoom interviews. Yeah, um, w- welcome to working from home, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but I, you know, before you get into and blow our minds about your opinion on certainty and uncertainty, <laughs> I want I want to just bridge bridge that idea a little bit because you're bringing up an excellent point with regards to an organization that uh, operates from a reactionary standpoint. 
and one right. that reacts in, you know, you could say the word proactive, but I think there's an underlying like feeling of, well, let's see what we can do. Let's try things out. Things don't have to be so dire or we, you know, the, we as an organization don't have to necessarily be so, um, you know, on the waves of our external circumstances. Right. And I, I really appreciate that idea because, you know, it's really in the in organizational behavior and how they behave to these external situations. And one is coming from maybe a fear-based place. And one is coming from like, well, this is an acceptance, right? This is the situation. Let's try to make the best out of it. And, and so and, I think that's and, what you were tapping and solve into right the current, and, and solve the current problem, right? Because there's always going to be something. There's always something. So you're either working on solving the problem and applying your skills to solving that problem, or you're, you're just being reactionary and letting the world determine your, how you're going to think and feel and, and act, right? Yeah. And, and you cannot build if you're always reacting to what's going on. Excellent. I mean, I think that's so insightful and is a really great bridge idea to, to this opinion that you have around certainty and uncertainty. Now, there's so many narratives happening right now around different opinions of certainty and uncertainty and how to handle it and what to think about it. And I just, I really actually appreciate your point of view. Can you share it, please? Yeah. So, so that's that's what I see as well. Everybody's talking all the time about well now there's all this uncertainty, you know now everything's uncertain. Before it was certain, but now it's uncertain. Um, but my my observation is that the world is no less certain now than it was in in February of of 2020. Right? There's there's no less uncertainty. And if you think about it, you go back to February of 2020. You go back to you're planning and thinking about the future and what the future holds. And, and you have this idea of, I can plan for the rest of the, of the year, that the economy is strong. There's a belief that it's going to continue to be strong. And, and we're basing that entire belief on the past. But we know that the past doesn't determine the future, right? So we know that. But still, we think, okay, we're in time of stability. And, and, and so there's this time of certainty. And then this thing happens, the whole world stops, and everything you knew to be true is no longer true. But that happened even though you were certain in February. Even though you had that feeling of certainty in February, the world fell out in March. So then we have this idea, well, now there's uncertainty. No, the uncertainty is always there. The uncertainty is there no matter what, right? And you might even say that today there's less uncertainty, right? And, and the reason I say that there's almost less uncertainty is because, A, you're very present to it. Now you know that you don't know what's going on, right? Now you know that you have no idea what the future holds. And, and the news and the stimuli, everything coming at you is reinforcing this the whole time. You have no idea. You're like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. But you didn't have any idea in February either. So that hasn't changed, right? And then the other thing is it's when you're at the bottom, you know that – you're going to go up at some point, right? And, and I don't know when, and I don't know how, but I've made one good investment in my entire life. And that investment was in 2009. I bought the, the S&P 500 just as the world was, was collapsing, 
right? And and then that returned multiples, right? Because I figured, okay, it can't get much worse. And and it went down from the time I bought it, but since then it's gone up, you know, many, many times. And now it's back down again, right? But but my point is, when you're sort of going along the bottom, you know that things are going to get better. So it's almost like we have more certainty about growth and more certainty about there being opportunity in the future than we've had in decades. And, and I think that that's just, you know, we, we, we like the idea of there's normalcy and there's a way of working and we can predict the future, but you can never predict the future. There is no such thing as normal. There is no such thing as, as a standard way of, of operating. The world is going to continue to change and you don't know what the future holds. Right. So the question is, how do we manage into that uncertainty? How do we create something within that uncertainty? So, I mean, yeah. So basically what you're saying is we've never been more certain about uncertainty than right. we we've are never, right now. Even more so than in the, the 2009 crisis. You know, I, yeah. I feel like, now it's it's really clear and people are really present to the fact that there is a ton of uncertainty uh, in, in this economy, right? And there's the jobs that we thought were certain aren't, right? The, the, the growth in the economy we thought, that we thought was certain isn't, right? All, all of these things. And it's not that anything's changed. It's just that we are present to it. We are aware of it and we know that it's there. Mm-hmm. So now we, have to, now we have to plan with it. We have to work with that. And, and we have to about how how we go forward but it's not a different back and forth yeah which is what i'm interested you know it's always that how do i always plan into an uncertain future you know so i mean you basically answered my question with regards to what will change or what will need to change unless you know you want to elaborate on that further uh so, well, so I, I do think that when you're looking forward, you should always be thinking about what are the trends and the things that are happening now? What are the uncertainties that I'm facing now that I can, I can define? And how are those likely to play out in the future? So you know, th- those are scenarios of the future. You can think of different scenarios. And, and then you can think of, well, what are the, the business options within each one of those scenarios? And some of the trends that, that I see and the uncertainties that I see developing are things like remote work. And how is remote work going to impact uh, the, the way we live? If, if you look at Los Angeles right now is experiencing clean air. I don't think Los Angeles has experienced clean air in 60 years, right? And now it's clean and beautiful the way the Spaniards discovered it, right? Are they really going to want to go back? to to clogged air right and and what does that mean for for la and for the future what does that mean for cars what does that mean you know all, all of these things that we're experiencing i i think in some way they're going to change the way that we think about business the way that we interact the way that we think about human relationships they're going to be opportunities they're going to be winners out of this and they're they're going to be losers right it's one of those things that you know about a crisis is that uh, it, it destroys and it builds fortunes, right? But it very often, but it very rarely leaves fortunes unchanged. And, uh, and, and I think that those who are thinking about these things, like you can get it wrong and do well, but, but you, what you can't do is just sit and wait for this certainty to come and then say, okay, now I'm going to build something. It's like, 
you, you, we, we have to be thinking about what the world's going to look like, what our businesses are going to look like, and what we're going to create in, in that world. And, and so I like to say today is day one, you know, and that business that you had in the beginning of 2020, that business that you had in 2019 is over. Um, this is another one of my things. So the people come to me all the time and they say, well, this feels like the end of the world. You know, I hope the world doesn't end. And, and my response to that is always, well, you know, the world has ended. It, it's over. Uh, the, the world that you knew of February 2020 is gone. The business that you had in 2019 and, and 2020 earlier this year is gone. Uh, and, and the question is, what are you going to create uh, for the future? And, and, you know, you know, Christine, as well as anybody else, like the, the ego is going to want to pull you back to the past and say, but I had this great thing and the market was full and things were, you know, okay, now what? You know, what are you going to create now? And and I think that there's a lot of change that's going to happen. You know, I, I think businesses are going to have to think differently about how they deliver businesses. I think we're going to have to change the way we communicate the things that we do. Um, in, in the short term, we're going to have to really focus on solving problems for people rather than, than making big sales because people are really struggling right now. And this isn't the time to to focus on revenue. Uh, but long term, I, I think the, the way we define community, the way we define business is, is, is going to change. And, and I think it's exciting. You know, I think that there's tons of opportunity in this. I think it's, it's, there, there's an opportunity here, uh, you know, to, to really change things, to address some of the fundamental issues that, that we have as a society and and create some exciting things going forward so so i always find times like this i mean i i don't want there to be a, a virus crisis i don't want people in hospitals i don't want people dying i do not want to be home and, and sequestered in all of this uh, but that aside it, it's kind of exciting it's exciting to think about what's going to come next and what we're going to create and and who's going to come out of this how you know so, so does that answer your question it does <laughs> and more it's like just just when it, just when you unpacked like a really elegant insight, another one pops up like a like a like it's like a Russian doll of great ideas and insights. And you know, one of the things that I you want to say about going back to what you were talking about, are people gonna going to want to go back? Um, I am of the opinion as an industrial philosopher, uh, I am of the opinion that people, it's going to be hard to get people to go back to the office just on that level. It's going to be yeah. hard to have, like, to get people to buy into working 60, 70 hours a week. It's going to be hard to get people to. Uh, buy into, you know, the carrot on the stick and keep working hard and working right. hard and working hard and being exploited, you know, for the promotion or the raise that's like a year or two away. And I, this is the fundamental belief system that I think employers and companies yeah. are absolutely going to need to pay attention to because people have now understood what's really important in life. Um, and because I think of that's that, so true. Yeah. Because of that mentality, 
you know, it, it's you're you're going to have to do better on employee engagement. You're going to have to do better on leadership. You're going to have to do better on organizational structures. You're going to have to do better on incentives. You're going to have to take care of people because they're going to expect you to because you didn't when this whole thing happened. So, or they had to figure things out on their own when the, this whole thing happened. So there's there's the relationship between employee and employer is also going to be completely reevaluated and it's not going to be the employer that reevaluates it's going to be the employee that reevaluates so you know thank you for bringing up that notion of do we want to go back um, and and that's what this whole conversation series is all about which is let's start talking now about how things are going to change and what will change so that people are rallying around these ideas, but also prepared for, you know, for maybe some tough decisions that they will need to make. Um, so thank you for that, Jeff. Um, what before? I we, just want to add a little oh, bit onto that because I sure. do, I do think that you know people will, you know, a near death experience sort of sort of brings out a different perspective of people, you know, and and I think that this is it's not quite a near death experience for most of us, uh, but. Uh, it, it is one of those things that makes you question some of your priorities, you know, and, and, and what, what do you want to do um, going forward? So I, I think there's a real chance that people are going to change their priorities. Uh, and, and then I think that, you know, the, the reason that we have to use the carrot and the stick and, and the reason that we have to work people so hard is that we have created the organizations and the ways of working that that enable humans to do human work. You know, it's like we have all of these systems and we end up spending tons of time taking care of these systems. And I think this is the opportunity to look at that with the more philosophical bent, with a more um, uh, human-centered way of thinking about business and create business that can deliver the same stuff that it delivered before but also allow people to have the lives and, and do other things that are, I think are becoming more important as, as we realize, you know, just as, as we become aware of that uncertainty that we talked about before and, and the uncertainty around, will I even stay healthy, you know, and, and that I believe that I will, but you know, this could happen again next month, who knows? Um, so live life, right? Wow, I I couldn't have actually wrapped up the conversation better than that with the last okay. the last <laughs> phrase like live life. Uh, you know, Jeff, before we before we wrap, you know, I'd love to ask, you know, what are you discovering about yourself in all of this? Yeah, I mean, I guess what what I I am also forcing this is also forcing sort of a reevaluation of of how how I do things and and I'm discovering about myself a real passion for um helping people think through these these challenges, you know, and and discovering uh that you know, I I I I need to take some of my own medicine better and and make sure that I'm creating these opportunities for people to really thrive and succeed and and grow and and that's just it's something that I knew I was I I, I was passionate about but this is sort of made it more tangible and more real I guess it's it sort of emphasized my why a bit more if that makes sense um, it does you know I okay it does good so. Jeff, thank you so much for 
for sharing your ideas and your opinions. And I really enjoyed our conversation. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.